Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hi, Bob. Oh, hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hello. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, June 21, 2022. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. What's happening? I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 520 of the Biden-Harris administration, 136 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com, and you can follow Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. I got a link in the description for you, don't you know? All right, look. Oh, my God. He's sitting right over there. You say Buzz Burbank. The whole truth. You said it all. And nothing but the truth under penalty of perjury. There you go. Hi. Hello, listeners. Uh, He's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we have a great effing criminal defense lawyer. Yes, we do. (laughs) All all I know is anything goes wrong over the next hour, at the very last minute, Mike Pence will swoop in and fix it. Yes, very slowly. Have you been following the January 6th hearings? Uh, what is that? What is it? What is what is <laughs> well, happening? There's, there's another one today on TV. Yeah. Uh, I, I worry, though, that the Justice Department has some catching up to do. Uh, I hear Merrick Garland wants to subpoena John Dean. That's a little... Ye rat! Uh, experts say that in this fall's election, uh, Americans will have to answer the most important question they have ever faced. Mm-hmm. Should puppets be allowed in the Capitol? <laughs> We're going to be talking about that more in the shadow docket oh. portion of the show today, for sure. Oh, man, yeah. it's hot. It's hot. Is it hot where you are? How hot is it, Buzz? Well, well now, it's very hot. It's hot all over the country. But, uh, Bob, I want you to know, I agree that people should check on the elderly during a heat wave. But do you have to call every hour? <laughs> a lot of people don't know this about us. But despite the age difference, uh, mm-hmm. Bob and I both grew up just down the street from Herschel Walker's kids. <laughs> All of them. They were fun. like 28, I think. 28 good, children, something like that. Lying in my bed, I hear the clock tick and watch the news. Caught up in lies again, collusion is nothing new. Capital storm that night almost lost our rights. Suitcase of evidence, crime after some crimes you can't ignore. I'm 
investigating I have heard I can't wait for some arrests He says go slow I think he's behind A little bit We're running out of time If you've got what you need then you will indict Crime after crime By this fall you must catch him I'll be waiting Sing along Crime after crime If you find the call logs or those burner phones Crime after crime If you fail I will hate you for time that you're wasting (laughs) Crime after crime Oh yeah Crime after crime Mary in Ann Arbor and Rocky nice. Mountain Mike, yeah. Crime after crime. Wonderful. And Great perfect. Job. Timeless. Timeless. Indeed. Yeah, I and timely. We're rerunning that I mean, one. Yeah. This is what's on a lot of people's minds right now. People are talking about this? Well, the some people the are insurrection talking about this. Yeah. Some people are talking about other things, but yeah. some people are talking about this. All right. Well, thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike. Rocky MNT and Mike on Twitter. Um, before we dig into today's hearings for the people of the future who will be hearing this show after they've watched the hearings, we are, of course, recording the show prior to and during today's hearings because... Right. Fuck everything. <laughs> it's just the way things work out. They've decided to put their hearings on Tuesdays and Thursdays yeah. just to wreck Bob's show. <laughs> because they know the curse. Soon as we finish recording, soon as we post the show, that's when the shit hits the fan. That's when everything mm-hmm. happens. You can count on it. You can set your watch well, to it, as they say. Fortunately, we we have some idea of what to expect today. Right. Uh, and uh, but it, you know, it'll be it'll be the news clips that'll follow that mm-hmm. will make the news. Well, we're going to talk about the topicality of today's hearing in a little bit uh-huh. here uh, regarding the uh, pressure campaign on the states, especially Georgia, Fulton County, Brad Raffensperger. Yes. We're also going to talk about the fake electors scam. But before we get into all of that, I want to talk uh, for a second about Joe Biden and falling over on his bicycle because that. this has been like a comedy extravaganza on Fox News Channel since it happened whenever it was on Saturday or something like that. He was riding his bike. And bear in mind, as everyone's been pointing out on Twitter, Donald Trump will never, ever, 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 ever do any sort of strenuous aerobic exercise on a bike, on a treadmill, on his feet, no matter what, it won't happen. In fact, at one of his rallies this week, he told uh, the the crowd of red hats that uh, he would never, he promised them, he promised them (laughs) that he would never get on a bicycle. Did we need that promise or wasn't that just understood from the outset? I I think it was assumed. I I think if he got on a bicycle, his ass would just absorb the entire bike. Did did we think... Did we think he was going to get on a bike before he promised <laughs> he never so. would? Yeah. yeah. After the way he walked down that ramp. If it takes two hands to drink a glass of water, right. then he may have trouble with a bicycle. Well, let's be real about what happened with Joe Biden. I, I have to say, I am much younger than Joe Biden. It may not seem like it every damn day, every time you hear my voice. But, I, yeah, I'm way younger than Joe Biden. And, and so am I. Uh, yeah, we, we both are. And so... <laughs> yes. We both ride bikes as well. Yes. Yeah. And I can tell you unequivocally that on more than one occasion, 
I have been at a complete standstill on my bike mm -hmm. and still fallen over like an idiot. I did that. It, it happens. With me, mm -hmm. the reason is I have these pedals that attach to your shoes. They're called clipless pedals. It's what the pros use. You There's like a binding underneath your, uh, a cleat underneath your shoe that attaches to a binding on the pedal. And so when you, you know, do that upstroke on your bicycle pedal, you're actually pulling the pedal upward and it gives you more right. speed and Excellent. so on. And what happens is it's it's not the simplest thing to get out of that pedal. You have to twist your foot to the side and yank it out in order to escape from the pedal. Sometimes mm -hmm. that doesn't happen in time before you end up falling over like an idiot. You can just end up losing your balance. I mean, one time, it wasn't even the pedal's fault. I just fell over. It just it just happens. It's yeah, part of exactly. the game. And I don't think I don't think Biden had the clips. I don't think he no. you know was attached to his pedals. Uh, I think it just happens. It, it happened to me without clips. Uh, mm -hmm. I've 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 fallen off a bike moving and and standing still. Yeah. Uh, once each. That's that's all. But uh, it's just it's something normal. And and the most ridiculous part of all is you would never see Trump do anything even mildly athletic. <laughs> no, of course not. He's terrible. Terrified. He doesn't want to look like an ass. He's afraid of falling down the stairs. Uh, there have been many occasions. There was one occasion where he was, I think it was during the 2020 campaign, where he was going up a, a short flight of stairs to his rally right. stage and nearly fell up the stairs, which is right. a rare thing. You don't often see people falling up stairs but he did he managed to do that plus he's gone up the uh air force one steps with toilet paper stuck to his shoe i mean we could sit here and talk for hours and hours and hours buzz about all of the embarrassing things that have happened to donald trump and i and as much as i would love that we're not going to bore people with that information <laughs> but suffice to say it happens it just it's shit happens well we shouldn't have to repeat it but we kind of do have to repeat it whenever yeah. something ridiculous like this comes up and right. of course all of this is to distract from uh, things we're learning from the january 6th committee and from the justice department and from the investigation in georgia uh, this is, they're going to do everything they can to distract from those things. Speaking of the hearings, I want to rewind back to, I believe it was Thursday's uh, mm -hmm. proceedings in the 1 6 committee hearings and the testimony of Judge Michael Ludig. Uh, yes. At the time, while the testimony was happening, I tweeted something along the lines of, you know, the internet's all about being fast and first, and Judge mm -hmm. Ludig is trying to be accurate. Uh, right. Unfortunately, on the internet, Accuracy is not a high priority, as we've right. all witnessed right. to great pain and distress. At the same time, a lot of people were pointing out how slowly he was delivering his yes. remarks. And my Twitter comment along those lines was simply to defend the gravity with which he was presenting those remarks. He was being deliberate. He wanted to make sure everyone was following every single word. This is a deeply conservative judge who was, was a mentor to people like Ted Cruz and so on. But here he is standing up, sticking his neck out for democracy and pointing the finger at Donald Trump for trying to end that democracy. And trying to be very clear. Serious. My first reaction, my first reaction when yeah. I saw so I said, oh, he's choosing his words very carefully. Yep, that was that, mine too. That was my, that was my reaction to, to what I was seeing. Now, uh, had he been a drama student, we, mm -hmm. we might have had to give him a C- minus or even a D <laughs> uh, because even William Shatner's pauses are not that long. 
Uh, and he kind of he kind of looked like Shatner, didn't he? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. Actually, uh, the, the, as Shatner looks today, mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate his deliberate tone, and I loved his response when yeah. he tweeted. When Judge Ludwig tweeted later, uh, I intentionally spoke dot 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 mm-hmm. slowly and deliberately dot dot dot. You know, he was he was. Uh, you know, re- sort of recapturing what his live testimony was like in yeah. print. And uh, I thought that was delightfully funny and, and got very much to the point. I worry, though, that because he because he paused so long, because he was so slow and deliberate, yeah. that uh, the message failed to get through. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I also, uh, you, you mentioned the word accuracy in there, and I, that took me to a tweet I've seen from Rachel Bittekoffer who said... Uh, uh, the you know where the Democrats are losing the the messaging war because uh, the Democrats are arguing accuracy yeah uh, and and that she feels is the wrong approach she didn't say what she thought the right approach was but uh, you know I, I I worry sometimes about the value of accuracy mm-hmm. in a war against these idiots oh sure sure well what happened was um, because he was speaking so slowly there was kind of a, a thing a meme going around if you will on. On Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, people kind of teasing him for his slow way of speaking, uh, or at least right. when he was delivering his prepared remarks. When he was speaking extemporaneously, he was a little bit faster. And so that bled over into about 90 seconds on Thursday's show with me and David. Jody was on vacation, so mm-hmm. it was just uh, David and I. And David had some, you know, some David zingers <laughs> at the right. expense yeah. of Judge Ludig's uh, pacing. Yeah. And we got quite a few comments as a consequence of that. People demanding that we apologize to Judge Ludig because he's a stroke victim or mm-hmm. that he I has a that. stutter. That was the right. other thing that was going around on Twitter uh, during the hearings mm-hmm. themselves where people were saying, oh, wait, hang on. He's recovering from a stroke. Oh, and then other people were saying, oh, no, no, wait, don't make fun of him because he's got a stutter. And it turns out that neither of those things are true. Right. And the shame of it is, is that once again, we all, and I'm just, I'm saying generally speaking, we, I'm going with the royal we here. Right. We all got suckered once again by that pesky guy on the internet who starts something up and then it gets into our mentions and, oh, he's a stroke victim. Oh, okay. So yes, he's a stroke victim. Let's all run around and police everybody for making fun of him because, oh my God, they're making fun of a stroke victim and we demand you apologize for uh, teasing a stroke victim or a stutterer. And it was not that at all. He 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 had to issue a he had to issue a statement yeah. that you, you mentioned Several. a part of. Right. Yeah, on Twitter, denying that he had a stroke or any other malady, which he said right. directly here in a long tweet thread uh, responding to someone. He said, I am not recovering from a stroke or any other malady, I promise. Thankfully, I have never been sick or as so debilitated as that ever in my life and would not want that for anyone. Knock on wood, I have never been really sick a day in my life. So that was uh, Judge Ludwig having to defend himself. If, Can you imagine if delivering remarks on national television and then having to say, I, I didn't have a stroke, guys. That was right, just me. Yeah. yeah. I'm proud of myself for anything. It's for not getting in on that on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I saw it and I understood it and yeah. I hoped it was true because I wanted there to be some uh, protective Reason. explanation yeah. for why. And that's what it is. There's a, there's a, and I understand that there's an understandable desperation on the part of progressives yeah. uh, to, 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 
find that sort of shelter, that sort of protection, that uh, sort of defense against mm-hmm. criticisms of of Democrats and and the things that they do or try to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, last week somebody. Uh, said, you know, that uh, because one of the hearings had been canceled, they thought, oh, goody, does that mean he, meaning Trump, is being arrested today? <laughs> there's that there's that level of wishful thinking out yeah. there uh, and, and that hope for final justice uh, that, that makes us desperate to latch on to things that may or may not be true. And so uh, this would be a good opportunity to ri- remind people mm-hmm. to uh, be, be cautious about what you see and what you say because I, I don't think you want to be part of spreading false information yeah that's what the other guys do my initial reaction when i saw all those tweets was to actually go and see if i could find some sort of news verification some sort of independent verification that one of these things or both of these things were true could find zero in fact i found a couple of articles denying that he was sick even before he made these statements kimberly had a a great line when we were talking about this uh thursday evening just among ourselves we we do a whole separate show that we don't record every evening sitting on our couch Someday, someday, someday you'll re- you'll record that for us. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's such a good idea, but the fact of the matter is that she <laughs> she compared it to uh, asking a woman if she's pregnant mm-hmm. and realizing that she's not. It's right. kind of it's kind of an insulting thing. Yeah, uh, rather you, than you going for embarrassed, yeah. you ought to be embarrassed if you're part yeah. of something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 kind of shameful that he had to deny having a stroke. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> yeah. delivering those national remarks and then getting to the end of the remarks Thinking, and people are like, "Oh my God, that was so terrible! It sounded like he had a stroke." Thinking you'd said something very true and very important, yeah. and and the, the reaction you get is, "Have you had a stroke?" Right. God, it, you know, this goes back years and years and years. It's something that is. Uh, intrinsic to social media where something gets going, some guy on the internet starts a thing, and then we unquestioningly repeat that thing. And so that's the thing. we got to make sure that we're not just blindly repeating shit on the internet. I mean, this goes back, I remember talking about this sort of thing back in 2013. I don't want to belabor the point, but the fact is that this is something that I've observed for many, many years on social media. And we need to See if we can do better than that. Right. Better than right. just repeating random rumors on the internet. So Everybody, as, please be careful. Or as George W. Bush once said, rumors on the internets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. avoid the rumors on the internets. Okay, so today's hearings for people of the future. Today's hearings were all about Trump's pressure campaign on Georgia and other state officials, right. as well as the fake electors scheme. Adam Schiff uh, says that the committee has evidence of linkage between Trump and the fake electors, that Trump was authorizing all of this, uh, as we've seen with Richard Nixon and Watergate, as we all observed in in Gaslit. And by the way, speaking of Gaslit, just as a side note here, we also watched a, a documentary on Netflix that's brand new called The Martha Mitchell Effect. Hmm. which was the original kind of psychological term for uh, gaslighting. I saw that listed. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. It's a fascinating and relatively brief companion to Gaslit, sort of like Netflix getting in on the Gaslit gravy train. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's about 40 minutes long, and it's just a a beat-by-beat uh, summation of some of the things that we saw in the miniseries, but presented, uh, you know, with a more documentarian point of yeah, view. Yeah, a more yeah. factual manner, more more factless less story. Yeah, I yeah. Think, so uh, Adam Schiff said, uh, we'll show evidence of the president's involvement in this scheme. 
this was on State of the Union yesterday on CNN. He said, we'll also again show evidence about what his own lawyers came to think about this scheme and will show courageous state officials who stood up and said they wouldn't go along with this plan to either call legislatures back in a session or decertify the results for Joe Biden. And and Schiff did the questioning today of uh, of, of today's yes. witnesses, uh, and uh, it's it's interesting. In, in addition to his revelation, simultaneous to that, but I don't think it got the coverage. Uh, Jamie Raskin saying that the committee also has evidence directly tying Trump to the violence through the Oath Keepers. Incredible. And, and so I don't know if uh, if uh, Jamie Raskin will get an opportunity to lead a hearing. I understand they've added a couple. The schedule for the hearings, the public hearings, very much in flux. So yeah. continue to check your local listings for time and channel because uh, they, they're sort of ever in flux at this point. So this is interesting you mentioned the Raskin uh, preview because back on day one of the hearings, Benny uh-huh. Thompson was on with Jay Tapper on CNN and said that there is evidence for Lincoln between Trump and the Proud Boys. Uh, and, and perhaps, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Either or both groups, in fact. Right. Well, if it's, I'm sure it's both groups to some extent. I mean, going right. back to what I was saying about Nixon and Watergate, nothing happened in that White House that didn't have Donald Trump's go-ahead. It's because he's mm-hmm. a micromanager. This is what we know. That's why there are so few staffers who work at the Trump Organization because Donald Trump does everything himself, or at least tries to do everything himself. And that's, uh, that's the way he's always operated and this is well, this is no different and part of the strategy uh, for the committee to this point has been it's it's been relatively easy to find a Trump administration lawyers yeah. and others who are willing to say yes we told him that this was in violation of the law uh, but it, we haven't had much in the way of quotes from Trump himself mm-hmm. saying that he knew that these were in violation of the law. This is a, it sounds stupid, but this is a sticking point. Yeah. Um, I, I understand now that there are witnesses. There's at least one young woman who's ready to come forward to say that, uh, that Trump said to her that he knew that this was illegal. And so that, that will be uh, very useful to be sure. Yeah. And he, once again, once again, in today's hearings, I just want to mention uh Republican testimony, uh, two or three Republicans and a woman who is considered, considered uh, nonpartisan because she is a Georgia election official. Mm-hmm, exactly. And there is a Washington Post bombshell piece that was out, I believe it was yesterday, uh, detailing these documents that the committees received showing that Trump's team pushed ahead and urged these fake electors to meet up, then pressured Pence to cite the alternate Trump slates, even as various uh, Trump lawyers acknowledged privately that they did not have legal validity and the gatherings had not been in compliance with state laws. The emails show that some Trump advisors began strategizing just days after the election about how to construct a legal argument for advancing their own electors, even though laws in every state hold that electors are determined by the certified vote of the people. As that judge ruled, it was a coup in search of a legal theory. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Well, they were trying everything, throwing everything up against the wall, and when nothing worked, they went with hang Mike Pence. They went right. with let's invade and occupy the Capitol building. They went with let's try it anyway. Yeah, exactly right. And so, meantime, in Fulton County, 
I keep mentioning this uh, every chance I get. It's the Mm -hmm. Fulton County investigation of Trump that remains the most likely to succeed. That's right. This is the big one. Yeah. In the hearings today, we heard the tape of him saying, uh, all I want to do is this. I just want to find 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have because we won the state, Trump said, according to a transcript of the call. He said, uh, so what are we going to do here, folks? I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. Right. So there you go. So this is like, it's all on tape. It's an amazing thing. There's no, there's no two ways about it. There's no equivocating about whether he's guilty or innocent. He's on tape demanding that Georgia Fulton County officials give him the exact number of votes he needs to win Georgia. And I think thinking people uh, have to be uh, gobsmacked by the the, the fact, the specificity of the number. Yeah. 11,780 votes. What he thought, uh, you know, just fix it so I win by one or two votes was mm-hmm. that what why was that the specific number why didn't he say 12,000 or 13,000 yeah. wouldn't you want to give yourself a bigger margin why make it razor thin if you're going to steal steal the whole thing it just seems odd to me that he would ask for that specific amount he didn't care about any other votes beyond that he just really didn't give a shit he just needed enough votes to didn't win the state 11 didn't want 11,781 he just wanted 11,780 yeah. or 870 he, whatever it is I right he were really interested in election integrity he would have said i want you to count all the votes make sure you count all the votes instead he was saying give me this exact amount of votes find find these find these votes Yeah, yeah yeah We all know what that means. Exactly. So, uh, meantime, Allison Gill uh, wrote a brief thread uh, about today's hearings. Uh, She is, of course, in the hearing room and has made her way on to... off times. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Noticing the video clips of her. It's nice to see some uh, representation (laughs) of someone we know in the room. Uh, She's on Twitter as Mueller, she wrote, right? Yes, exactly. Mueller, she wrote. And she said, uh, here, thoughts on today's hearing... Thread. It seems that the most explosive new evidence that we will see today, according to Adam Schiff, is a direct tie between Donald and the fraudulent electors scheme. We have already seen tweets from him publicly urging state lawmakers to send it back to the states. He also tweeted, the vice president has the power to reject fraudulently chosen electors and brought it up in his speech at the Ellipse a few times, even after knowing that it was illegal. Uh, that it didn't, mm-hmm. That's really enough for a criminal conspiracy, and what could be more direct than that? Well, there's news out this morning from Politico that the committee subpoenaed a documentary filmmaker. This is some interesting new developments as far as all of this goes. For footage of Donald Trump and others discussing election results. This is before and after the insurrection So happened. this is a different documentarian than the one that was embedded with the Proud Boys or the Oath Keepers or one of those gangs of thugs. Yes, that's exactly right. So they're looking for any raw footage, uh, directing this toward the documentarian, any raw footage footage you or your colleagues took in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, any raw footage of interviews with the following individuals from September 2020 through the present, Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka Trump, Eric Trump, Jared Kushner, and Vice President Mike Pence, any raw footage pertaining to discussions of election fraud or election integrity surrounding the November 2020 presidential election. So this will be interesting. I wonder how explosive that's actually going to be. It could be kind of nothing, but at the same time, We're getting a candid behind-the-scenes look at Donald Trump's remarks and his behavior before, uh, I imagine, during and after the insurrection. So it could be revealing in terms of 
what his mood was, what so. he was That's hoping we, for. Yeah, as far as I would, I'd love I'm, to see footage of the Mike Pence thing where he's talking about, yeah. boy, yeah, maybe he should be hanged. That bit, I don't know if we'll see I, it. I but, mean, yeah. I, I think the case is good already. I mm. think the case would be a whole lot better if we had uh, more about his knowledge, his views, his opinions, his comments uh, during those periods of time, and this footage could, in fact, lead to that. I, I hope this, uh, Lordy, I hope these are the right tapes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so we'll see uh, what comes of all of that. But that's a, a pretty uh, significant development. Sometimes these documentarians, the camera crews, are able to be almost invisible to the point right. where the subject of the documentary forgets that they're right. <laughs> being recorded all the way through. And we've seen some behind-the-scenes stuff as far as photography, and there's nothing uh, from Donald Trump, at least, in those photos to indicate that he was at all perturbed by what was going on. He was loving every second right. of what yeah, was happening I, on the Hill. Hopefully we'll see that, too. Yeah, yeah. So, again, the committee has uh, never before seen video of uh, Trump's family before and after the insurrection. So great. Oh, man. And uh, we also learned today that, uh, or in the past couple of days, that Trump is setting up John Eastman as the patsy. That's what we're hearing. All of yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that could possibly work, given the vast number of connections between Eastman and Donald Trump, where they were you know, working in concert with each other on all of this. I mean, this wasn't happening. John Eastman, uh, allegedly... Doesn't believe a word of what he was typing up. He was just typing it up, doing his uh -huh. duty for Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how much. I, I think we do know. I think we have a sense of how much uh, Eastman was actually invested in this plan. Um, but he was the mastermind behind feeding Donald Trump uh, bullshit oh. about how they were going to potentially they're, overturn this election. They're co-conspirators of almost equal criminal status, in my yeah. opinion. I, I think uh, they're both guilty of this, and I don't see how one can go down without the other, honestly. Yeah. Behind closed doors, according to Rolling Stone, Trump will occasionally ask questions about Eastman's fortunes, including bluntly inquiring... Is John going to jail, according to a source who has heard the former president say this? But publicly, Trump has stayed silent. He hasn't really mentioned right. John Eastman publicly a whole no. lot. Yeah, no, it says he here, indeed, the infamously garrulous Trump has publicly kept his mouth shut about Eastman, a lawyer whose uh, work became integral to the scandalous effort to nullify the election. Trump right. even considered Eastman as counsel for his post-insurrection impeachment. Nowadays, in the top ranks of Magalan, there's a clear attitude toward Eastman. Johnny, as some <laughs> Trump advisors derisively <laughs> call him, he might be going down. So be it, as long as he doesn't take anyone else down with yeah, him. Yeah, well, These good skunks. luck with that. Yeah, once yeah. again. Once again, Buzz, we're seeing it uh, played out here in this ongoing narrative that no one is safe from Donald Trump's wrath. No one. Not even his beloved daughter, Ivanka, or as he refers to her as Ivanka Trump, because we, yes. might, we might not understand who it is when he says just Ivanka. And she checked out, Bob. She, she was checked out. <laughs> yeah. And again, I don't know if you and I talked about this, Buzz, but did you get from that tweet that he was kind of accusing Ivanka of perjury. 
He was oh, saying yeah, she we, didn't we, really. You and I talked about okay. this. You actually spoke of this last Tuesday. Okay, gotcha. I, I I still don't know if that was what he was trying to do so much as just discredit her testimony. I don't okay. think he was saying she lied. I just didn't think it was she. He was basically saying she wouldn't know. She's she's a girl. Uh, she wasn't she wasn't there. She wouldn't know. That's okay. kind of the the vibe that I get from Trump's comments at both his uh, issued statements as uh, Donald J. Trump, forty fifth president of the United States. These yeah. these statements that he puts out periodically and in uh, some of his uh, posts over on Troth Central. Yeah, what what is the name of that website again? Is it Troth Truth Central? Social, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm starting to think. I just playing this clip over and over again. I'm forgetting what the app is actually called. Is it Troth yeah. Troth Central? I don't know. Is Troth, it Truth Central? Central, Central. Not Central. quite sensual. Central. Not sensual, but sensual. Okay. Yes. I still have no idea. Is it Truth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gen- I'm genuinely confused. Is it true? And I'm not having it's, a stroke. Truth oh, it's, se- central? Just truth? No, I, truth, truth social is what it truth is. Social. Truth, truth social. Truth social. Okay. Yeah. All right. And if you owned it, see, you would know that the way Trump should know <laughs> That's that right. truth social is yeah. truth social and not troth central. Troth, truth, truth central. Th- thank you, Captain Branding. Yeah, Donald yeah. Trump, master of the branding, right? <laughs> That's one of his things. No one's no one's greater at branding than Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's nothing more stressful than living with out-of-control credit card debt. Maybe uh, you racked up, uh, maxed out your credit cards during the pandemic because you were out of work and you're sitting there and you got all these bills coming in every month. You're probably paying the top allowable interest rate on all that credit card debt. So why not refinance it all into a super low interest rate and save a ton of money each and every month? Here's how you can do that with Lightstream. You can roll your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4.98% APR. That's if you sign up for auto pay and you have excellent credit. That's way lower than most credit cards. It's lower than the average uh, credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. You can get a loan from five grand to a hundred grand, and there are absolutely no fees. Zilch. And just for my listeners, you can apply now and get a special interest rate discount to save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-C-A. That's my last name, don't you know? Link in the description for all of that. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash for more info. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. All time favorites all day long. 
yourself I know how difficult it's been Remember you're not the only one Just trying to fit in This is wonderful. This is uh, Canadian superstar Elizabeth Irving from Vancouver confirming why Canada is one of the greatest countries for uh, music. And oh my God, this is another wonderful track here from uh, Elizabeth. This is a song called Your Time. ElizabethIrving.ca to support her work. Go run and do it. This is a great song. This is rocketing up to the top of our summer song list for uh, later in the summer. A great song, a great feel. Isn't yeah. It? Oh, let's, wonderful. Let's get her. Let's get her on the pardon list if that's still in the works. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be hearing a lot more from Elizabeth Irving on this show. Just, uh, just nice. wonderful. What a great vocal. Yes, yeah, she's immensely accomplished. She's a pro. She's a professional. Look it up in the book. That's what we I like do. Her We're voice. pros. I like, yeah. I like her voice a lot. Great voice. Yeah, yeah. So, bobsuska.com slash music to submit. And uh, so, let's see. Where do we leave off here? Um, and we insist that you submit. Nearly 60% of Americans think Trump should be charged with a crime. Yeah. This is uh, significant in terms of the impact of these hearings. If you were wondering, I oh my so. God, are the hearings going to have any effect? Are they going to move the dial was the kind of the phrase from last week. And the answer to that they question are. is yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, Hal Sparks, who is <laughs> correct most of the time, he thinks that that number is going to climb to 75% before everything is said and done. So I'm, great? Yeah. I'm, I'm counting on that because uh, I try to make it a point not to argue with Hal Sparks when that, he's right. Yeah. That is that is the purpose of these hearings, yep. to bring uh, the truth to the American public and to make it very clear, which I think they've done an excellent job so far. Mm -hmm. I like the way this thing is going in stages. We talk about, um, you know, there's sort of an intro hearing and then there's uh, uh, the pressure on Pence and, and yep. today's hearing was pressure on state election officials, mm -hmm. uh, including one who uh, whose family endured death threats. Uh, this is the kind of stuff Americans will pay attention to, yeah. I think. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward. I understand there will be more. There will be at least one more primetime hearing. But like I said, the, the schedule is very in flux at this point. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll have to wait and hear when that might be. I understand there could be hearings as late as September, just before the election. That nice. This could, could go on through the summer right up to the election day. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's our only choice because, as I said, the, the plans are a little vague at this point. Well, since we're talking about 58% believing there should be criminal charges filed against Donald Trump and a number that could, according to Hal Sparks, go up to 75%, that indicates that there are hardcore Republicans who think Donald Trump is guilty and should be charged. Yeah, that's what's kind of remarkable to. about this. Yeah, given our negative partisanship, given the political divide in this country, the fact that you're seeing numbers like this, not only with gun control, but with this particular issue, with this particular matter, uh, indicating that, 
You know what? When the shit hits the fan, there are still some Republicans who will go along with the right thing. And that's maybe just what they're telling pollsters and they they vote differently when it comes to uh, Election Day. And that's a very realistic analysis of some of this stuff. But on the other hand, I think this is worthy of uh, some attention here. That uh, It it seems to me that the American people as a whole are confused, and understandably mm -hmm. so, uh, because you have (laughs) that figure that uh, 58% nearly six in ten Americans believe Trump is guilty of crimes. And then you have uh, seven out of ten Republicans, six or seven out of ten Republicans, saying they are convinced that Joe Biden is illegally elected. It's part of the Texas uh, Texas Republican platform now that Joe Biden was illegitimately elected. They called him an acting president in their their papers, in addition to wanting to secede and make gay people abnormal and all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is sort of insanity that's going on on that side. And a lot of us are worried that uh, people will vote uh, with their pocketbooks uh, in terms of of punishing Biden and the Democrats for inflation and for gas prices. Yeah. Uh, when what they're giving up is democracy in, in the process. That, yeah. That they don't realize the stakes, and hopefully these hearings will help people realize the stakes in all this. Yeah. Well, that's how Hillary Clinton has stepped out and said, "Look, yes. nothing is more important right now." than winning this election uh, because democracy is on the line and we need to do everything that we need to do in order to win this election. If it means putting aside something like talking about defunding the police or what have you, then we need to put that aside because nothing happens if we lose our democracy. You don't get any of that shit if the Republicans take every seat they can grab up, including majorities in Congress and more majorities in state legislatures, and then they shut and barricade the door behind them, and then no one else can get in. Because that is absolutely what they will do. The first thing they'll do in Congress, they won't be able to pass it through Joe Biden, at least for now, but uh, in Congress, they'll make moves along these lines, introducing legislation like we've seen in the states, big lie laws, uh, you know, quote-unquote election reforms that actually make it simpler for state legislatures and Congress to overturn the will of the people. This is all in in the works. Sadly, most people don't see this. They see the high gas prices and the inflation, and yeah. they're pissed about it. And traditionally, regardless of what party holds the White House, they take it out on the president. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are sometimes and, and very often... <laughs> A stupid, unserious nation. When and this is just where I am. Uh, like a whopping sixty-four percent of Americans say Joe Biden shouldn't even run in twenty twenty-four. That's and and right. what makes that especially dumb is that's nine points worse than Donald Trump. Good God, who are these fucking people who believe this? And and uh, you know there are a lot of uh, Democrats, a lot of progressives who are saying, well, this this inflation thing, these gas prices, this is temporary, and uh, this will be fixed in time for the election, and Joe Biden will get elected. There's a lot of wishful thinking going on out there, and mm. I, I worry that it's not going to be enough. That the, I, I like a positive attitude, but I don't like an unrealistic attitude. Yeah. Uh, and and we have to face these realities and and deal with them, or we are going to lose this election. Yeah. So yeah, we have to make uh, the the corruption very clear uh, and we have to make the choice very clear between Democrats and Republicans before this very important midterm election. Somebody posted, and perhaps this is extreme, but maybe it's not, that we're four months away from losing democracy. Oh, yes, yes. 
And also, according to this uh, YouGov poll, uh, just to get into the numbers a little bit here, uh, the right. question was, should Joe Biden run for president again in 2024? Yes is only 21%. That means there are many, many Democrats <laughs> saying no or who aren't sure. Right. Get with the ball game, folks. And then the next question was, should Donald Trump run for president again in 2024? Yes, 31 percent no 55 percent if that doesn't tell you we're in trouble i don't know how you would get that message otherwise fucking hell this is the thing yeah. that makes me even more cynical and pessimistic about i know our I fellow know. americans buzz I, I can't help but to think that i wish i wasn't thinking that i'm not necessarily wired like that i'm not necessarily no. a cynical person i like to maintain some sort of hopeful outlook you have to. Uh, idealistic outlook but i see numbers like this and i go Holy fucking shit. American nervous breakdown. That's another yeah. symptom right there. This just lays out very clearly for us how hard our job is and yeah. how important it is that we get to it. Right, right. Well, meantime, uh, Mike Pence, who will likely run for president uh, in the next cycle, uh, was on with Larry Kudlow. And amazingly enough, I, I think it. I think Larry was sober, even though he's... Yeah, yeah. and his strategic place... Up there, wasn't and uh, hammered. They got a lot of valuable minerals. minerals. I don't want to predict an outcome. I'm just saying the president, who knows a thing or two about buying real estate, <laughs> wants to take a look I, at and low interest rates, no inflation, virtually no inflation. Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd. It wasn't Chuck Todd. It was Dana Dana Perino. But you know, they look yeah. similar, don't they? I mean, Dana Perino, Sometimes. Chuck Todd. They look kind In of in a the certain same. light. Yes. <laughs> right. So uh, Pence was on with Kudlow the other day, and here's Mike Pence. Oh, th wait, that's a phone on vibrate. I, they sound so similar. Yeah, that's Mike Pence. Uh, monotone. Yeah, so I'm always mixing them up. Whenever it's like my phone starts ringing and it's on vibrate, I'm like, who, right. wait, is Mike Pence in the room? What's going <laughs> exactly. on? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, Kudlow asks, have you ever seen a president who refuses to accept blame? And I want to add that commits so many falsehoods, Kudlow asked Pence. I'm being very polite here, calling it falsehoods. Falsehoods, you know, on any given day. He's out there saying stuff that just isn't true. Have you ever seen anything like that? And then Mike Pence says, holy fucking shit. Well, he didn't say holy fucking shit, but he said, never in my lifetime. Uh -huh. I said today that there has never been a time in my life where a president has more was more disconnected from the American people than we see today. And in Mike Pence's lifetime, we have had President Nixon. We have had President right. George W. Bush. We have had mm -hmm. President Trump. Mm -hmm. But Joe Biden He's is the one who's out of touch. <laughs> right. The most mendacious of them all. You know, and Fuck I wonder, how, how does this game work? He who yeah. accuses the other of lying first wins? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, uh, because uh, that's what they're doing. They're... The, the lie that they're telling is that uh, Joe Biden is lying. And I, you notice they don't list any lies that he's told. Yeah. Uh, there's no, no newspaper has a running count of the lies that uh, Biden has told, nope. such as we had during the Trump administration. Yeah. I can't think of a single one. I can't think of any lie that Joe Biden has told. And look, I, I'll be completely honest. Uh, up until a few years ago, 
I was, I mean, not as harshly as any Republican or anything like that. I wasn't a, a, a Biden basher in any stretch, mm-hmm. but I was not the biggest Joe Biden fan. So I'm not mean, sure I, he was the right choice. Exactly. I, right. I would have noticed shit like this. And I'm not hearing Joe Biden going around talking about how there was no quid pro quo and it was a perfect phone call and the usual right. bullshit that we heard for four fucking years. The gaslighting, the gibberish, the just wholesale made up bullshit that they all right. know. All of the Trump supporters, all of the uh, Red Hat Entertainment Complex, they all know Donald Trump is a bullshitter, but they understand that the the folks don't want to hear that. And so right. they don't want to get attacked by the Red Hats. They don't want to get flamed uh, on social media and all the rest of it. So, oh, yeah, Joe Biden's the biggest liar ever to occupy the Oval Office. So that's uh, and, and I wonder, I worry about that is is in the public's mind. Is it he who calls out liar first the winner? Is that how that works? I mean, in the public mind, because yeah. if so, they got us again. <laughs> right. Just fucking insane. So right. uh, counterfactual. So disconnected from reality. Once again, I say it again, the American nervous breakdown. Uh, there's no one on the national stage, whether celebrity, sports figure, politician, who has lied more to the public than Donald Trump. No one. I challenge you to find someone who has lied more often, in a serious sense. I'm not talking about the old John Lovitz character. I'm talking about in real life. And it's Donald Trump at the top of that list, hands down. And and these are not, and you'll hear people say, well, you know, politicians have always lied. Nobody, nobody has lied like Trump. Yes, no. politicians have always exaggerated, uh, been selective about the facts that they choose. That's politics, I grant you that. But never anything on the scale as uh, we've seen with, with Donald Trump. Yeah, and uh, before the first break, we were talking about, oh, shit, I forgot the name of the app again. Is it tr- Truth Central? Truth, Central? Truth, Truth Central. <laughs> Betrothed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, Troth Central, and we find out, speaking of Donald Trump's lies, that they're banning anyone on that platform who discusses the 1-6 hearings. Except he, for him. Except he, for he, him, he, yeah. He, he uh, I started to say tweets, he posts about it on Troth Central. Troth, what is uh, it? Troth but- Central? <laughs> Troth, Truth Central. <laughs> I set it off again, didn't I? <laughs> uh, you know, but but he he talks about it. But you're right. Uh, other people have been bounced and removed uh, for for doing that. I, I I'm surprised that Gavin Newsom has gotten away with his uh, post on yeah. Truth, Truth Social Truth, for as long Central, as he yeah. has. Truth, yeah. Truth Central. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's crazy because, and this is where the lie comes in. Uh, Troth Central is supposed to be the free speech platform, right? That's right, where you go right. to express yourself without any sort of censorship and no cancel culture there, right? But it's all cancel culture. That's right. entirely what's happening over there. They're banning people who discuss the 1-6 series. It's in their terms yeah. of service, yeah, uh-huh. that you can't criticize Donald Trump and the Republican Party on Troth Central. Uh, right. So it's, <laughs> yeah, right, free speech platform, my ass. It's a big fucking right. lie. Right. Big, big lie. I just I- don't know what to do with that information. I don't know how uh, knowing that and acknowledging that helps us because it seems like we're screaming into a void oh, yeah. uh, with, yeah. with that kind of thing. I And it's not that I have a better suggestion. I just worry we, we still haven't found what what really works. And I, I'm still mystified over Rachel Bittekoff's uh, tweet about, uh, you know, we've got to stop uh, making accuracy the focus of our messaging. Uh, what, what does she want instead? I, I want to hear more. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... 
and I'm just guessing. I didn't right. see the the tweet, but having talked to Rachel on a, on a couple of occasions, right? Yeah. Uh, sh- she is into the idea of scaring people straight. She sees right. the American nervous breakdown, and she knows that people are making decisions based on horseshit. Mm-hmm. And so, consequently, I think what she wants to do is grab people by the lapels, get right. their attention, maybe not spread outright lies, but treat the truth with a level of volume and, and attention getting framing. I think that's the most important. Maybe that's what she's getting at. Frame the facts in a way that's more compelling and not necessarily just boring and dry, which sometimes we have a tendency to do. I often wonder if we should do more of what they do, and that's uh, go go for the gut, uh, go for yeah. the, the feeling, the belief reaction that that uh, we know that the red hats respond to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was always I believe as opposed to what I know. Uh, it was always what they felt as opposed to what was fact. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, we 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 have to find a way to grab them emotionally the way they get us. Uh, we have to find a way to go for the throat as directly as they do. With with us, I think maybe that's what she means, and maybe that's what we should do. Yeah, well, there's uh, kind of an example happening on uh, on the Republican side with this border crisis nonsense. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this for uh, some time now, where the Republicans keep tweeting this bullshit about uh, the border crisis and how how many pounds of fentanyl and meth and cocaine are being seized how many stopped. how many migrants are being stopped how many people on the terror watch list are being stopped because it's a it's a border crisis don't you know see mm. that's a truth that looks like a lie so what they're doing right. what the red hats are seeing when they see these ridiculous tweets and there were several of them that came out uh, over the past few days what they're seeing is border crisis and then the Republicans are getting away with it because it's being presented in a somewhat truthful and, way. And like because it's yeah. and because it's confirmation bias, because right. it firms up what they already felt in their gut to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah, like Daryl Issa tweeted this on the 19th. He said, just when uh, you think Biden's record can't get worse, only this fiscal year, the Border Patrol has arrested 50 people on the FBI's terror watch list. That's more than the previous five years combined. That well, that means Joe Biden huge, caught more yeah, terrorists. It's a huge record. That's a gigantic yeah. record. That's an accomplishment for Joe Biden. That's an accomplishment yeah. at the well, border. There, Something to be there. ballyhooed, not criticized. There, there we go, touting accuracy again. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but they're doing this jujitsu where they're presenting something that's truthful, so it can't be debunked. Right. But they're framing it in a way that As is if it were bad. misleading. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. They're framing it that in a way that makes it look like a lie. But then if like uh, PolitiFact or uh, the Pinocchios at, at Washington Post, I forget the name of the reporter, but they won't look at these tweets and go, oh, well, this is a half-truth or falsehood or anything like that because right. it's actually telling the truth about Joe Biden's border record. It's just framing it in a way where the the dumb shits and the red hats all go, oh, yeah, look, it's a terrible border crisis. All these uh, brown people are coming in and they're beheading all of us and it's doom and, and we're all screwed and Joe Biden's yeah. making everything worse. And, you know, it just it kind of tweaks the racist lizard brain in, in the heads of uh, Donald Trump supporters. So that's the idea. That's that's the way the Republicans are playing with the truth and sensationalizing it. And I think maybe that's what Rachel Biddecoffer is saying that we could do as well 
it's not an outright lie. We're not sitting there t telling people something that is factually inaccurate, but we're framing it in a way that uh, gets people stirred up and, and, and stirred into action uh, on, on Election Day in particular. That's so, what seems to work. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, and there are many more tweets from the past few days. I don't, I don't want to get into the list here at this point because I do that a lot because I collect these goddamn things, these border <laughs> right. crisis tweets, because they're yeah. just they're so ridiculous. I've never seen anything like this in the history what? of covering politics. Uh, I've no. been doing this for and, 30 years, and I'm just like still going, holy shit, this is fucked up. Thankfully, you're not alone because yeah. I see other people doing what you're doing, and that mm. is uh, pointing it out exactly the same way you have. I, I can only hope that it helps. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about Eric Greetens here uh, when we come back from the break. Is it, is it Greetens or Greitens? Greitens, I don't, I don't know. Uh, for, you say Greetens, <laughs> I say Greitens. Greitens, I'm going to go with and your... He's, yeah. And he says truth central. Truth, truth, central, truth, 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 central. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, your pronunciation, which is uh, Greitens. We're going to go. We're going to go with Greitens on the show. Might be German. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about that in uh, just one second. But first, here's the best way to listen to the Bob Seska show without all these crass commercial interruptions, as G. Gordon Liddy used to say. <laughs> you can go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com, scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of the podcast, and sign up for just $15 per month. In exchange for your hugely generous support, we're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday shows. Plus, you're going to get the Shadow Docket bonus show that's going to be included as a part of the $15 a month Ultimate Edition, right? Every Tuesday and Thursday, you get the Shadow Docket. Oh, wait, more things. You're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson included in that level of support, all for just $15 per month. You get everything we have to offer, plus no commercials. So you get everything except for the commercials if you sign up at $15 per month on our Patreon page. Hey, they're jacking up rents 26% here. So uh, if you want to yeah. sign up for Patreon, that would be extremely helpful. Thank you very much. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. In the sugar of the morning light I can still taste the salt of last night This town is crazy A playground of lost daisies Are chaining And having the time of
I uh, if I could, I would play this entire damn song because it is uh, another wonderful track from the great Brad Brooks. This is called Ex Stripper Librarian. Yeah, wonderful. This is from his I, I album. I think I knew her. <laughs> Haven't we all? Uh, this is from his album Spill Collateral Love. BradBrooksMusic.com. Yeah, link in the description to support all the bands we're playing here on the show. Just go to BobSuska.com. Find this episode, click on it, and scroll on down, and you'll find all the links uh, for all of your favorite indie bands here in the show. Yeah. Uh, so it's such a privilege to play all of this music. Yeah. BobSuska.com yeah, slash music submit. Okay. And if I can put in an extra plug for the for the membership deal, I finally signed on. I have been reluctant for a very oh, long yeah, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I finally signed it, which means, well, here's what it means for, for people who subscribe to Bob's Patreon page. Uh, I'm going to be chatting with you soon, so run for your lives. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, now you can monitor the comments. Right. That's right. You are the first uh, co-host on the show who is actually participating on uh, Patreon. In the, in the, I, I, the I put it off for as long as I felt I could, but now <laughs> I, I think it's time to engage with the audience. So, uh, that's great. See you soon. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, all right. Well, as predicted, the shoot your opponents ads in this midterms election cycle have started, uh, beginning with repeat offender Eric Greitens. We're going to go with your pronunciation, as I said. Eric Greitens did a whole thing where he was talking about shooting rhinos, Republicans in name only. Mm -hmm. So this time, and I think this is the first time we've seen something like this, yeah. where one of these ads have gone after fellow Republicans. Usually yeah, it's don't, just, yeah. Don't, don't just shoot the Democrats. Shoot uh, some Republicans you don't trust. Yeah. Unbelievable. And we wonder why people are getting the impression that we should uh, attack, physically attack our political opponents. Our, our political leadership is doing it f like every two years. This is the first of yeah. many. We're going to see many more of these ads. And at the very least from Eric Greitens, he's going to do more of these because he's getting a ton of attention for it. And other idiots will do the same. And yeah. uh, th this is never a good idea, but especially now when the threat of violence is very real. Mm -hmm. uh, the testimony in today's hearing uh, was uh, for a part of today's hearing about the threatened violence against uh, nonpartisan election officials. Uh, Adam Kinzinger, the, one of the two Republican members of the January 6th committee has predicted that there will be violence uh, upon the election results of, of 2024. Uh, that, uh, and, and he bases this on the threats that he and his own family ha have received, in, including a five-month-old daughter. Uh, he, it's very clear to him that, uh, that this threat of violence is very real, mm -hmm. and it's, it's merely inflamed every time you see an ad like this Greitens ad that says, go out and shoot Republicans you don't trust. <laughs> Staggering. Yeah, yeah. Something I've been monitoring for many, many years now. And, they, go, know, they go after non-combatants. They produce ads where they're shooting legislation they don't like, where they're shooting right. literally last election cycle. There was a guy who was, well, you know what, maybe it was this one, where there was a guy who was doing like an Old West shootout where he shoots all of the Democratic leadership. It's very Gordon Liddy of him. Yeah, to do that. Yeah, well, they, yeah. this is at least in recent times the the, the first one that's really been directed at, at at a person or persons. Yeah, and uh, you know that's that should be very concerning considering the environment that we're in right now. This yeah. environment of 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 a simmering threat of violence. Uh, this is and and it comes from this Greitens character, uh, wife abuser. 
uh, disgraced governor. Uh, there's nothing good in this guy's record. He's a mm. horrible, horrible human being, and yeah. we should focus on that and his own record. Uh, uh, you know, it, 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 to further discredit him for putting out such a, a dangerous, hateful ad as this. Yeah, his wife Sheena divorced him following the aforementioned sexual misconduct scandal in 2018, which included accusations of for- forcing his former hairdresser to perform mm. oral sex on him after she cried uncontrollably. What a fucking oh, monster. And yeah. for forbidding her from leaving his basement. Greitens was also accused of taking a photo of the hairdresser while she was blindfolded and tied up as part of an attempt to blackmail her into keeping their affair secret. Greitens has denied the blackmail attempt but admitted to the affair. Sheena Greitens' testimony uh, is part of an effort to move the dispute over the custody of their children to Austin, Texas, where she and the children now live. The filing, which was made under oath, includes horrifying details of the alleged abuse. The allegations, I'm looking at the list of allegations here, a mile long. Uh, Yeah. One of their children returned from a visit with Eric, quote, with a swollen face, bleeding gums, and a loose tooth. The child said Eric hit him. Eric Mm -hmm. said they were playing around. This guy is running for office as a Republican. And encouraging people to shoot Republicans they don't trust. Yeah, yeah. Psychopath. Which means he's going to be very, very popular among the Red Hats. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Because they admire his uh, outspokenness. Well, I want to end with this uh, before we wrap up. And I almost forgot to bring this up, Buzz. But we have another brush with celebrity. We've been talking about Gaslit. And this is maybe the second time we've talked about it on this show alone. Uh We are both fans of that miniseries on on stars. It is wonderful. It is immensely entertaining. Kimberly is now completely obsessed with G. Gordon Liddy. She can't stop watching <laughs> interviews. She's like, she admits that she's, oh my God, I'm so fascinated have, by this have guy. Have you seen this, the swimsuit picture of him, I guess? <laughs> yes, um, she did. She tweeted yeah, that. I remember that, right. yeah. It was yeah. a listener cruise right, that he went on. Right, yeah. yes, that banana hammock he's wearing on that cruise. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I'm, I'm, wait, I'm getting a little nauseous just thinking about it. <laughs> but uh, I noticed that um, the other day, after we got done talking about it, this is a midweek Week last week, right? That uh, after I tweeted about our uh, reenactment of that scene uh-huh. with Gordon Liddy and John Dean and the pencil, right? Uh, I noticed that someone named Robbie Pickering retweeted our huh. tweet about the show, and then that? I looked him up. And I was like, "Who's this Robbie Pickering guy?" <laughs> Turns out he's the creator and executive producer of Gaslit. And wrote most of the episodes. Wrote, yeah. wrote most of the episodes, including that scene that we reenacted. That was his yes. writing endeavor. Yeah. Now, see, here's, and I'll tell you this, I think we can say this uh, in, in great comfort. Uh, what we essentially did was steal copyrighted material. <laughs> And uh, put it on Bob's show. And not only did the guy who owns that material uh, not dislike it, he loved it. Yeah. Yes, he loved it. In fact, he sent me a DM. He said, Bob, I heard y'all's impression of Liddy on the podcast. So he actually went to the Tuesday show last yes, week. and listened. And listened to our thing, our little sketch that we did on the show. Right. And he said, I heard y'all's impression of Liddy on the podcast. Man, that took me back to having to listen to his radio show in my Uh stepdad's truck in the 90s. Dark days, he said. I'm so happy you enjoyed the show. We worked hard to make Liddy the 
charming, fascistic, dangerous horse's ass he was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. That's great. It That's really great. means a lot. So, oh, yeah. Rob, Robbie, we love your work. We're not, we don't mean to. We don't mean to fawn or be fanboys, but damn, you did a good job there, son. That was <laughs> yeah. really, really good. Yeah, and so I let him know that we have many more Liddy stories from the '90s era that confirm yeah. everything so, he did in the if series. He, if he does a sequel, we may be in it. Who knows? Yes. Hollywood. Next stop, Hollywood. I'm yeah. telling you, if he does a sequel, <laughs> he may actually. Because I told him, of course, I told him the David Letterman story. I told him the David Letterman <laughs> photo course. story via DM. Oh, we had a whole chat about that. So it's oh, possible cool. that he, if he does a sequel and he continues the Liddy story, he may land on a story about <laughs> about well, your newsroom and this David Letterman signed picture that Liddy hated so much. Shay Shay Wiggum did a beautiful job. Yes, he did he capture did. the low key kitty uh, Liddy, and he did uh, he he did capture the essence of the character <clears throat> very well. But we missed the high pitched high pitched voice, the <laughs> G Gordon Liddy voice that, that we were so accustomed to yeah. uh, around the radio station and on the radio. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, so that may be we may end up in the next thing. And you know what's funny? I've, I've been getting a lot of comments. People say, "Oh my." God, I love your conversations with Buzz about Liddy. These are so entertaining. Right. And, and, and a couple of people were saying, I'm so disappointed that it's not going to happen anymore. And I said, hang on, hang on. Yeah. They may yeah. be doing a sequel. Plus, there's this yes. other miniseries that's coming out called The White House Plumbers right. with Justin Thoreau playing Gordon Liddy uh -huh. and Woody Harrelson playing E. Howard Hunt. So that's going to be and great. what? And one of our listeners was the uh, location director, yes. the location manager for Hi, that, Allison. that film yeah. project. Hi, Allison. We yeah. love you. We do. Uh, you know, so we're we're looking forward to seeing that one too. And so there, there's very likely more Liddy fun ahead. And who knows? We'll remember some other strange things that he said. <laughs> yes, more Liddy content, and we have many right. more things. I mean, there have been things that have popped into my head uh, yes. off the air. I'm like, the memories oh my are God. coming back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't believe back. I forgot to mention that Liddy thing. And <laughs> so know. I've been telling Kimberly and it's like stoked her. She's becoming like, she doesn't, obviously she hates his politics and his worldview with Nazis and Hitler and all that shit. Of course. But she's fascinated by the character as I think we all are, even though yeah. we, you know, our mantra is fuck Liddy. Uh, we are utterly fascinated by and this we weirdo. And we knew the guy. We knew the guy. He <laughs> yeah, was in the, the next guy. room. I mean, yeah, see yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> On Friday's uh, after party, I mentioned how much Gordon Liddy uh, loved Marsha's oatmeal raisin cookies. Marsha Burbank's raisin bars. <laughs> he did. He raved about them exactly that way. It was exactly his his wording. Oh, wonderful! He loved them. Wonderful. Better, better, better than rat, apparently. <laughs> I ate the pups. I ate them all. <laughs> Oh my God, that scene, that scene was just one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Wasn't it? Uh, and and true, apparently. I mean, it's based yeah. on uh, actual testimony. Yes. So thank you again to the great Robbie Pickering for not yes. only making uh, an incredible miniseries that uh, enlightened us all to the terrible treatment of uh, Martha Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I think you know who else gets credit in all of this, uh, apart from the cast and the creator, is uh, Matt Ross, who directed a bunch of this uh, episodes. Sure. So Matt Ross also uh, just did a wonderful job with all I, of I them, don't think there's know. anybody associated with that project who did less than a stellar job. Absolutely. So lots more to come here on the show. Speaking of stellar jobs, this has been another perfect show, of course. Uh, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, as always. <laughs> uh, the Shadow Dockets coming up next on our Patreon page. Lots to discuss here. We've got another uh, Supreme Court ruling a strike against the Establishment Clause. 
which is kind of bad news. We're going to talk about that uh, a little bit here in a second. Uh, Tom Nichols uh, wrote a thing in The Atlantic describing what it'll look like when democracy ends. So he's just kind of forecasting yeah, what we can oh, expect man. if the worst case scenario fun. comes to pass. Yeah, that's what'll happen. These are the things that'll happen if you vote based on gas prices. Exactly right. That's exactly fucking right. Uh, plus a, a word maybe about uh, John Oliver's most recent show on HBO oh, uh, talking yeah. about uh, our greedy, inhuman landlords. Mm -hmm. uh, another amazing episode of Last Week Tonight uh, on HBO. You can relate to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and a whole lot more that's coming up next. $5 a month on our Patreon page, BobSessyShow.com. See you over there, folks. Bye. Bye.